Welcome back to the Goalie Corner presented by One Stop Goaltending. I'm Michael Hales, and today's special guest is from Bozeman, Montana, and is playing for Everett Silvertips in the WHL, who happened to be the U.S. Division champions. I think that was like declared last weekend or something like that pretty recently. Yeah. Uh, Braden Holt this season has played in 36 games, winning 24 and having a 2.54 goals against average and a 9.10 save percentage. Braden, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, setting aside some time for us today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. How cool is that being uh, U.S. Division champions? Or does that just put a big target on you guys' back for playoffs? Uh, it puts a target on our back, but it's the target that we want, so it, it's pretty cool. And my first year playing more than uh, eight games, so it's it's good to kind of have an elevated role and to earn that that championship again this year for the team. No doubt. That's, uh, I was going to kind of touch on that with one of the questions, but uh, first, why don't we get a little bit of background with you? Who's your favorite goalie? Uh, Darcy Kemper of Colorado. I always uh, liked watching him when he was in Arizona, and Colorado's always happened to be my favorite team. And then he oh. just Colorado, and it was just a perfect match for me as a fan. So it's, uh, I was happy to see that stars aligned on that one yep exactly why did you become a goalie i became a goalie when uh my older brother he's got like eight nine years on me he would always stuff me in the net for mini sticks and we would play for hours upon hours and mini sticks turned into road hockey and road hockey turned into uh to ice hockey where he would stuff me in the net and shoot on me in the and I uh, always just loved it. And I loved competing with him and the love of that competition just grew into competing with others and just always wanted to be a goalie. And yeah, my uh, parents supported me really young age uh, to follow that dream. That's pretty cool. That I feel like is the most stereotypical, like origin story of a goalie. Yep. Yeah. It's either one forced them to play goalie and they ended up liking it or they just really liked the gear. That's true. Yeah. Painted helmet or, uh, stickers on the helmets now um can you give us a little bit of like insider background on what hockey was like in bozeman mm-hmm. or is it normal um, just overthinking it smaller thing when i first got to bozeman i ended up only playing two years there um but it's a good uh good league and there's just not a whole lot of people so i was lucky to have the resources that i did uh to train where I needed to, to keep progressing and elevating in the level. So nice. Nice. Um, so you played two years in Bozeman. Where else did you kind of grow up and learn the craft? Mm-hmm. I learned most of it uh, in Denver where, uh, where I was born. And I played a few years there until about uh, fifth grade when I moved to Montana and then here's Montana and then uh, ended up getting a triple A spot out for victory Honda in Michigan and uh, honey bake my last year, U 15 before I continued on to Everett. So my, uh, my really only triple A years were U 13, 14 and 15. Gotcha. How does that work? Cause that seems, that sounds different than up here in Canada where it almost sounded like you were selected for a team like far away yeah. um, here there was- at that age. Like that sounds like, an academy yeah there was a like a select summer team or something that was called pacific northwest i'm not even sure if it's uh still a team or not but one of the coaches was a coach out in michigan who 
coached uh, total package hockey, which is kind of a big thing now all around the, the U.S. at least, and uh, went out there and shadowed in school. And one of the coaches who's also there uh, coached a AAA team and offered me a spot out of uh, me practicing with the school, which was super good because uh, that was a way higher level jump than playing in Bozeman. So I was really lucky to have that opportunity and just kind of that uh, stars aligned for me there. And yeah, it was really good to very lucky and blessed to be able to get that opportunity to progress. Yeah. What, uh, what do you think your biggest, uh, I don't want to say life lesson, but biggest sort of hurdle to overcome when you moved that far away so young? Uh, my mom moved out there originally with me and my dad stayed back to work, uh, to work. So they stayed together, but I wasn't living with my dad anymore for the first time in my whole life. And, um, I moved for, for me and not for my parents for the first time ever too, with, with them getting a job out in Montana. That's why we ended up moving up there. Um, so kind of that choice to leave my dad and my friends behind for a long period of time is really tough to deal with at first, but, uh, once you kind of learn that you're, you make friends everywhere and, um, you're doing what you love. So it's all worth it. And your true friends will support you. So it was all worth it out in the end, but it was definitely tough to learn to kind of be without people in my inner circle to start. Yeah. Okay. So last question on this sort of topic would be, um, how did you know who to trust with making honestly kind of career changing decisions like this, moving far away, changing where your parents lived, the situation between your parents, right? That's pretty big decisions, right? So how did you know that the people that were kind of giving you the opportunities or recruiting you were telling you the truth? Uh, I think it was just because I was there to see it for myself when I went out there and shadowed um, in Michigan for the first time. And I was at Total Package Hockey and they were on the ice every day. And then the guys would go to their selective teams and practice and for me to meet the coaches and really talk to them. It wasn't just kind of an over the phone, over the phone thing. That was kind of really important for me to be there firsthand and understand what it's, what it was really like. And um, it was also just an opportunity for, for me to learn lots, no matter kind of what went right or what went wrong. I was so young. I was just wanting to experience something different and uh, no matter how it could have gone, it was just a learning lesson and um, being there and hearing what the coach had to say, they, you could just tell that they wanted the best interest for me. So that was the biggest thing and my parents supporting me and they're doing their own research when you're that age too. So uh, their input had a lot to do with it too. Just a curious question. I kind of ask every uh, American goalie, why the WHL over the USHL? So growing, uh, growing up, they always kind of said uh, the CHL was kind of the, the dark side, like don't go to the CHL, go to college. And that's kind of what, uh, what you hear all the time. So um, that was my, my path for a long time was going to college and I was talking to colleges and, you know, I was, uh, the goal was to commit. Um, but I was in Philadelphia at the time of the WHL draft and Everett actually picked me up and um, I didn't really know much about the league, but my first training camp, I went out there and saw this state of the art facility and was like, Whoa, I can play here next year. Like that's pretty bizarre. And uh, they brought me out again uh, mid-season for a little shadow and uh, just like going to Michigan and seeing it like seeing what the mid-season was like was really important for me and they brought me to a couple games and uh, it was they were sold out super loud crowds there was fights and guys are wearing bikes that was just 
I was blown away by, by the whole experience and they offered me a contract and it was either, you know, come to the WHL or play another year U16 before kind of finding what else and what other opportunities would present themselves, which I think it would have turned out fine, but I wasn't drafted in the USHL or anything like that. So my path wasn't really set in stone there where once I signed in the WHL, that was my path and I was ready to give it my all. So it was just kind of my own thing. And I was uh, really excited to, to see the facility and the coaching staff and learn about the goalie culture they had here. Yeah, no kidding. And it's a rich goalie culture as of late, eh? Holy. Um, I see here that you were picked 262nd overall. And it's not a kick to the gut, but I made here on my comments, it sounds like a Henrik Lundqvist situation, right? Pretty like late, but now look at where you are. Like, it doesn't matter where you're picked. You're absolutely killing it this year. Yeah, I think uh, especially for, for me playing in Michigan at the time and being a U.S. guy, um, you know, they're not really sure who yeah. – uh, to take and at the whl combine even in anaheim i had lots of teams come up and say hey what's your plan and i was honest with them like my plan is to go to college you know that's that's what i want to do i'm mostly just here for the experience um but they took a swing on me anyway gotcha uh, and yeah it was good to see and um for any goalies kind of going through the draft process now it doesn't matter if when you're taking a lot of guys a lot of top guys on our team right now or um not even drafted so as yeah. you move that part doesn't really matter no it's it is kind of just a nice thing to have in your uh back pocket though for sure um all right can you walk us through your experience at toronto maple leafs development camp yeah that's a cool experience how'd that come about yeah it was uh was a really cool thing um going through kind of the draft process last year. I only played two games last year, uh, just four periods, not even two full games. So I knew it was unlikely for me to kind of go through the draft, um, but a uh, decent possibility of me getting a camp invite. So in the last round of the draft, um, my agent texted me and said, if you don't get picked up in the next 10 picks, then uh, Toronto said they'll send you an invite for, for rookie camp and uh, or development, excuse me. And, ended up going out there and super cool. I got there. I was blown away. They took care of everything. Super nice rooms and really good meals. All this stuff is crazy good. Ended up having a really good development camp uh, experience and did our exit meetings. And they said, you know, really good job, but obviously we're going to go with our, our drafted signed guys here um, to go on further and we're going to get you a flight home. And the next 15 minutes, they called me back and said, well, you're not going to participate in rookie camp, but we can do you one better and you can spend another week here and kind of practice with our main squad. Wow. And that crazy experience. Went out there for my first warm-up drill and I have Nylander, Spezza, and Marner warming me up and the warm-up shots are all going in with those guys. So <laughs> that was a really cool week. No kidding. What was your biggest takeaway from that experience? Oh, uh, being able to meet Jack Campbell was super, super cool. And uh, to kind of meet him in person and uh, feel out his personality and his work ethic and be around, you know, even Austin Matthews, one of the best players in the NHL, right? Um, seeing what they do every day, even if it's just in training camp, they bring it their all. And it is just really cool to see kind of uh, the best of the best doing what they do. And um, 
you know, you do what they do and you're going to end up where they are. So. So you might be the best guy to ask this question, but what's the difference between a WHL release and an NHL release? Oh man, it's just so, so quick at the next level. And uh, they're very, very deceptive. Um, you, you know, you see some guys in the WHL that, uh, that have that NHL release, like uh, Fabian myself uh, comes to mind with uh, the Vancouver giants. He's got an NHL release, but you know, after that, there's kind of a drop off where, I noticed uh, even the fourth line guys in uh, Toronto are just guys trying to hoping to make the team or even hoping to make the Marlies. All of them are just super deceptive and every shot, you know, is, is, is going in basically post in. So you got to be big and um, you got to be quick too with your eyes. Okay. Makes sense. Right. Um, can you break down your game? Like what do you think your three biggest skills or traits are in the mm -hmm. net? I think I, uh, my biggest trait is my, my tracking ability with, uh, with head trajectory. That's kind of what I based my whole game off of. Um, I know if I, uh, if I see it, my head's down on it, then I have a chance to stop it. And, uh, that's why the majority of the time I'm stopping the first shot and the second shot and hoping for the third, but that's kind of what I base everything around of. And, uh, when your head's down, you can skate well too. You can balance, you can see over screens, you can do everything. So that's the biggest one. How how young were you or how old were you when you started really focusing on head trajectory? 16, my first year in Everett was the first kind of time I was really presented with uh, the whole idea and in-depth science behind how the eyes work and how you want light to travel through the iris and all that kind of stuff. My goalie coach, James Jensen here in Everett, was the one that first presented that to me. Nice. That was pretty cool that he broke down the science with you. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was probably like, I've been doing this all wrong. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, he uh, he told me in camp, we're just going to focus this one thing and your time in Everett and everything else is kind of going to come into play. I had a really, really narrow stance and uh, my hands were really in tight when I first came to Everett. But by just focusing on head trajectory and staying consistent with it, everything kind of just came into place. I was watching some of your highlights and it looks like your box control is really good too. Like you don't over push, you don't over extend to try and make saves. You kind of know where the crossbar or the posts are and you put your hands there and if the puck's going wide, you're just going to let it keep going. Yep. Nice, calm, quiet, eh? Yep. It's all about, uh, we call those horizons and where the, where the puck is relative to the crossbar. And you don't have to uh, cover anything that you don't have to, you don't have to be, bigger than the net and you don't have to cover the net behind you you can cover the little box in front of you so exactly make it simple yep what was it like playing with dustin wolf uh wolfie and i uh, were still really great friends and we talk all the time he's a first class athlete you know he's uh putting up top numbers right now in the ahl and it's long before he's gonna be in the nhl so coming in at uh at 16 he kind of showed me what working hard truly is you know um, you think you're working hard uh, your whole life and then you come to uh, Everett and you see a guy like Dustin Wolf doing all these things and um, the coaching staff brought me in and they said for the next two years you know you're you're probably going to be playing with with Wolfie here so you do what he does you follow him around you be his shadow and uh, like I said earlier you do what the pros do and you're going to be a pro so he kind of taught me those those habits those pro habits and I'm still uh still following those today so it was really great he's a great mentor great friend great athlete that's awesome 
Now I had to look him back up on elite prospects because I remember when he signed with Calgary, there was a big, there's just a big, a lot of noise about his size. Right. And I see that he's six foot here and I see that you're six one. So do you think that some of that, how he like approached everything kind of rubbed off on you because you're not six, four, six, five, like these other giant goalies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, watching Wolfie play, it, it's really weird. I, I don't even think I could say he was six foot when I was 16. He definitely is now, but he, he grew a little bit. Um, Cause I was definitely taller than him at one point, but you, you look at him and he's not a huge guy and you go to shoot at him and there's zero net zero. So right. Oh, you kind of, like I said, follow the head trajectory and you do what he does and you take up the whole net. You learn how to do it and you play with what you got. So exactly. I like that. What is, we're kind of on the last stretch of questions here. Um, what is something you wish someone told you back when you were uh, U13, U15? Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, something that I just am now appreciating this year is that one game is truly just one game and you don't have to take any championship game first game anything like that as your whole career is on the line for this one game two games even five games um you know it's all about enjoying the process and good or bad whatever just happened you know you're only a better goaltender from it if you had a bad game and three shots and three goals you got pulled you're not any worse of a goaltender you're only better now and you're mentally stronger um, so just realizing that part and not putting so much pressure on yourself because goaltending is already, I believe, to be the most pressure sport in the position. So you don't need to put all that pressure on yourself. Yeah, no kidding. <clears throat> what is the best goalie lesson or tip that you've received? Um. I think it's just following Wolfie around when I first came and learning how to work hard. Like I said, you think you're working hard and then you see Wolfie doing the stretches, the workouts, the ice, the extra ice, the body therapy, all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, really learning what working hard is, you know, and uh, raising the bar for yourself is the biggest thing and always competing to raise the bar. You don't want to keep the bar in the same place. You always want to elevate your own work ethic. And uh, that's the biggest thing is I wish I'd learned that sooner. You know, I think uh, my AAA years and even my time in Bozeman where you think you're working hard, uh, you know, you're probably not when you're looking at the pros. So, yeah, that's kind of the mindset of uh, David Goggins. Exactly. And I just read his book, too. And um, phenomenal book. Which, which book did you read? I think he's got two out now. Can't hurt me. Yeah. Talk about a life changing book. Yeah. Highly recommend that one. Have you read uh, Relentless yet? I have not. I didn't know there was two, though. I'll have to look into that. Uh, that one's not his. That one's a different one. But it oh. talks, uh, kind of talks, follows more along the lines with uh, Michael Jordan, other basketball players, and just doing what's different than everybody else to stand yep. out, right? Yep. Awesome book. Awesome book. Um. We'll do two more questions and then we'll get into the Instagram questions here. Yeah. Uh, looking back on your career, what was the best highlight or something you cherished the most? Uh, I think uh, this season, right before Christmas break, we were out with an absurd amount of injuries and 
uh, we were we were going into the weekend with three lines and five D and two goalies basically and um, went into Seattle's building and lost and next night had a home game and like I said we had no guys and all of our top probably five point guys were were out of the lineup and we were just totally expecting to lose and Seattle was on like a nine game winning streak or something like that and you know every everybody told us that we should have lost and we ended up clutching out that game and our uh, our typical bottom guys were stepping up into first line power play PK roles and we just grinded out a win and uh, in front of a great crowd too and to this day I think uh, that's probably my most cherished memory with the team and all the hurt guys in the locker room there's more guys in suits than there was in the in gear when we came in to celebrate after the win so it was just a super good experience and everyone's high-fiving and hugging and hooting and hollering and uh, we just had no business winning that game so that's probably the biggest thing. Do you think that game's gonna make you guys even more dangerous in playoffs because now you guys have the evidence that yeah. you can like just clutch out a game like that? Absolutely. I think uh, we proved a lot to ourselves during that stretch, you know, in, in zero zero games or tight games in general, you always look to your top guys, but, but like I said, our, our fourth line, third line grinders were, were putting pucks in the net that game. Um, so that, you know, proves uh, to everybody and mostly proves themselves that they can put the puck in the net too. We don't always have to rely on first guys. You can rely on yourself and rely on your teammates all the time too. So I think that just uh, made us a lot stronger of a team by just, hey, this is what we can do even without so-and-so. That's awesome. Yeah. What a, what a unique thing to look back on. It's not selfish at all. Like, oh, the crazy save or this time I won something. It's, it's team-based. That's really cool to see. Yeah. All right. We're going to get into some Instagram questions here. First one, who is your favorite hockey NHL team? Uh, Colorado Avalanche, just because I grew up there and ended up being uh, watching a lot of games in person there and still love them. And yeah. When you were growing up in uh, Denver, Patrick Waugh must have been retired by that time, eh? Yep. Yep. At that time, it was uh, Peter Budai, a little bit of Jaguar, uh, and a lot of Varlamov. Yeah. Well, that's awesome um what are your game day rituals um i uh for home games we uh we get a morning skate in and i always like to uber eat some chicken teriyaki to that. <laughs> always eat some teriyaki while i watch like a netflix episode or something to kind of take my mind off hockey a little bit before the game um and then just take a two-hour nap and just absolutely crash after mucking some teriyaki but other than that, no real superstitions. And I like listening to the same EDM mix. Uh, what's it called? The Zoo Animal on, on SoundCloud in the shower. Uh, but no super tight uh, superstitions or anything like that. I'm usually pretty loose and easy going. Nice. Do you like Taylor Swift? I do like, I like old T-Swift. I like country T-Swift. Yeah, me too. Uh, how do you find the perfect stance in net? Um, you know, it's something that is unique to every goalie. I think, um, nobody can stand there and say, hold your hands here and bend your knees a little more here. It's just what feels right for you. And at the end of the day, how do you keep pucks out of the net? You know, there's, there's science and there's a lot of other goalies to, 
prove to have success in something. So I think you can look at other guys and say, this guy does this well, but ultimately it's about building your own kind of foundation around it. Do you change your stance based on the situation in front of you? Um, sometimes, uh, I think it's important to keep your chest up at, at least, like I said, for, as you do whatever stops pucks for you. Um, but I like to, uh, keep my chest up and bend at the knees if pucks coming in or release the knees a little bit if pucks moving out. Um, but genuinely I try to keep the hips and spine angle relatively the same and hands relatively the same too. Nice. Okay. Um, couple more here. What made you want to do hockey for this long? Ah, uh, man, that's a good one. Um, that I is think a good one. It's all my life. I've just kind of found the next, next little niche. And, uh, you know, to start, it was, I was a player and I found out that I liked to be a goalie. So then I was a goalie. And then after I was a goalie for a little bit, moved to Montana, played there for a couple of years, and then, you know, elevated levels by going to AAA in Michigan and now in Everett. So I think it's just kind of continuing to progress. And uh, I think it's important to still be a game too. Like every day in the locker room, when I'm looking around at my teammates, we thought, wow, there's two signed NHL guys here. Like that's pretty cool. And uh, even at Toronto camp, I ended up getting uh, Matthew's signature on a Jersey. So just continuing to be a fan of where you're at too. And just keep to keeping finding uh, the next little things you can progress on and realizing that, you can accomplish any of your dreams just by putting your mind to it and continuing to get better every day. That's awesome. That's a good answer. Uh, two more. How do you mentally move past a tough goal you let in? Uh, you know, tough goals are going to happen to every goalie and, you know, you just got to accept it. And like I said earlier, you realize that the goal goes in from the red line. Are you any worse of a goalie because that goal, no, not really. Right. You're only better mentally. So, um, I look at everything as an, uh, as an experience, like you're always soaking up experience. And, uh, the quicker that you realize that you're just learning experience, every game, every practice, and no matter what happens, that experience is going to be good experience down, down the line, uh, the quicker you'll be able to get over it and bounce right back the next shift. So. Perfect. And I think you already answered this one, but I just have to ask anyways, just in case. Uh, what was your favorite moment from this season on or off the ice? Um, on the ice. Yeah. Like I said, it just have to be that Seattle win. That was just super great. So perfect. And then final question for myself here. Uh, we're getting into spring camp territory soon to be summer camps and tryouts and everything like that is there any wisdom or advice that you'd like to give those goalies heading into those camps, hoping to make junior teams? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The biggest thing is to go enjoy it, have fun. Like I said, be a fan of where you're going. If uh, you know, you're going to a camp of uh, your first junior camp, you know, get to know the, the junior guys there. They'll love that. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty cool that they're playing there and you're looking up to them and just be a fan of it, have fun and don't compare either the only person you're trying to beat is yourself you don't need to be better than anyone else than who you were yesterday and that's the biggest thing awesome thank you very much again brayden holt for coming on you absolutely crushed this uh air quotes interview yep. um i would gladly have you back anytime at um, all
maybe after you guys win it, but I know I'm in Kamloops and that's kind of a taboo thing to say. Yeah, that's all right. Thank you for having me. Awesome. I did actually forget to ask you one thing, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, sure. What does a normal day in the WHL look like? Like how long are you guys on the ice? How long are you guys in the gym or all together? Uh, I think it's different for every team, but I can only speak for forever because I haven't played for any other teams. But we typically get to get to the rink around 10 on the ice at 11, skate for probably an hour practice typically and then we have up to an hour of a free time to work out what you want to work on and then we hit the gym for an hour and after that it's it's your time most guys kind of stick around for another hour after that to, to bike or stretch or to go over video with the coaches whatever they need to get done um just free time basically so usually we get home right around four o'clock so from 10 to four awesome and then just a quick little follow-up when you were playing for Everett and attending school was it kind of the same schedule but were you doing like online school or were you kind of in and out based on class times uh so to start when I was 16 I went to Everett high school for three classes a day and then I'd show up to the rink so at that time we would work out before we skated um but I would miss the workout with a couple other school guys and then we'd skate we'd do our own workout after so we would be at the rink a little later than everyone else, but that was okay. And then COVID hit. So we ended up not doing normal school anymore. So last year I did uh, just plain old uh, online school, but I was doing online school even before I was playing in the WHL, going to total package hockey and Rolston hockey Academy out in Michigan. So I was already pretty used to it. Nice. Awesome. 